Take care of Thanks, fruit! Here's Johnny. Hey, welcome back. It is the Friday free for all. We're all back in here, folks. You know what I've noticed? Everything coming out of Washington, D.C. is a big, fat, stinking lie. Everything coming out of the Biden administration is horseshit, bullshit, unbelievable piles of steaming excrement, and they want us to eat it just like they want us to eat bugs unbelievable hey it is the friday free-for-all so get your questions into jolene but unlike the rest of the week on friday we're going to mix it up we'll do some stuff for me some stuff from you some stuff from me some stuff from you all the way through so we all get to participate in the first and the second half of the hour oh we got a lot to talk about too i mean i could sit here and talk and talk about all of the shtf crap that's been going on folks just since we did this morning's videos. Unbelievable what is happening. Oh, oh, well, you know, inflation, it's transitory. Recession? No, 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 it's not recession. Oh, by the way, building the wall? That's racist. Well, wait a minute. Joe Biden is now actually, apparently, his administration has started building some of the wall. So Peter Ducey asks Karine Jean-Pierre, the little... Uh, <clears throat> I don't even know what to call her. I mean, I know she's the White House spokesman, right? But I, I have a hard time calling her that because she even makes Jen Psaki look smart. She said, oh, no, no, no. He's cleaning up the former president's mess. Oh, really? And she says, we're giving the $8 billion back to the military that was taken from the military to build the wall. The lies never stop. Right? Oh. Yeah, it's not inflation. It's just, you know, things cost a little more. Hey, welcome to Joe Biden's America, folks. And the, get this, folks, right? The chief executive officer of Hershey's, as in Hershey candy bars, has warned that there's going to be a Halloween candy shortage. Why does there need to be a Halloween candy shortage? Are you telling me they're not producing as much coca down in Central and South America? Why won't they have enough candy at Hershey? Well, don't worry anyways, because we can't afford as much as normal. And I'm willing to bet that the bag, instead of being 1.5 pounds, you know, big old bag of candy for, the, for distributing to kids, I bet it'll be one and a quarter pound or maybe a one pound bag of little bars. And I bet the little bars are going to be a little lighter themselves, too. You know, kind of like uh, uh, Voldemort Zelensky of Ukraine. He's a little bit light in his shoes, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, he needs to be careful. He could get that monkeypox if he wants to attend any, shall we say, group activities. Oh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I want to thank everyone who's come to the preparedmind.club and subscribestar.com. And you have signed up on the premium sites. 
with premium membership for two bucks a month. Two bucks a month, seven cents a day. I'm glad you guys are here watching live, 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 and live. What an amazing week, folks. Huge news coming out just today. The People's Liberation Army, the PLA of China. Well, they posted a message on social media. And it said, quote, get ready for war. They say that the People's Liberation Army has a right, a right. They have a right to intercept Nancy Pants, 90 Proof Nancy, Nancy Piglosi, her plane, her jet, whatever the number designation is for that. You know, is it, uh, is it Wine 01 or is it, you know, Speaker of the House uh, who won't shut up? Oh, she's been gaffing it up lately, too. She sounds like she's been all over the sauce before she gets all over the microphone. Anyways, the People's Liberation Army says that they have a right to intercept military planes that are escorting her plane. They have a right to intercept it, to shoot warning shots, to interfere with their path, and ultimately to shoot them down. Why does Nancy have to go to Taiwan, folks? She's the Speaker of the House. She doesn't make legislation. She's the top of, uh, elected official at the House, but she can't, she's not the God of the House. She's not in charge of everything, right? There's rules and procedures, there's tradition and history. She just happens to be in charge as a minority leader, but she doesn't get to do everything she wants. She doesn't own the house, right? Unbelievable. And no matter what gets passed in the house anyway, it still has to go through the Senate and through the president. She's not that important, but she sure likes to pretend she is. And another thing, not only is she putting a bunch of carbon in the air, you know, that evil carbon, but she has a military plane escort, fighter jet escort, those burn an awful lot of fuel as well, folks. Not to mention the expense, the cost of those fighter escorts and the men who are piloting them. Unbelievable, folks. Expect more. Expect more stupidity. Expect more hypocrisy. Expect a lot more. Like this. This was a gem that came out today. Are you prepared? Food, water, shelter, clothing, medicine, means of self-defense, and a plan. Have you gone to the preparedmind.club and made sure you've got all of those things you need, including solar panels, solar panels, including, folks, antibiotics, including a virtual private network to protect your computer, this computer thing you're looking at. You need to be protected, folks. You need to have self-defense. You need to have it all. Anyways. I know I'm just rambling on and on, but yeah, get this gem here. En Francais, in France, uh, Emmanuel Macron is now, well, he's in a little bit of hot water. He's in some trouble because he had a, a party for Muhammad bin Salman. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, the crown prince is on his I Ain't Such a Bad Guy tour. Right? Oh, I ain't such a bad guy after all tour. 
I ain't such a bad guy. Well, unless somebody points to my past. Hey, so, right, how bad is this guy, Mohammed bin Salman, for going to France and France hosting him? How bad is he if the president of the United States flew all the way to his palace in the far Middle East? Well, just for a knuckle bump and to be told, hasta la vista, see you later, Biden. You get nothing, nothing. Anyways, MBS, Mohammed bin Salman, he is scrutinized, folks, for whatever role he had in the death of a reporter. Oh, my God, not a reporter. They're so precious. They're so rare. They're so full of truth and honesty and integrity. They have unicorns flying out their asses, right? Oh, my God. Whatever role MBS, Mohammed bin Salman, had in the death of the reporter named Khashoggi, I'm going to say this. BF. D. Uh, one reporter killed. We're supposed to worry about that. How many, how many were killed in that bombing in Afghanistan at the airport? How many Marines? How many, how many servicemen and women died just in that one little bombing? Right? Over 10 times more. And we're supposed to worry about MBS. Oh, don't worry. We gave $85 billion in military equipment and everything to the Taliban, surrendered it to them, surrendered it to them in Afghanistan. And we're supposed to worry about one little reporter. How about, folks, the millions who have either been killed or injured seriously by Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, AstraZeneca cocktails? a.k.a. the Jim Jones juice and the juice boosters. Where is the media? Where is the political outrage over the millions killed and seriously injured? But we need to throw a fit over Mohammed bin Salman because of one reporter. Oh, that's right. I forgot. The reporters are on the side of the politicians, the leftists, the globalist people. Unbelievable the amount of crap they expect us to take right? Because, oh, they're, they're so precious. Well, let's do this. I've had a few words with you. Now you get to share your ideas, thoughts. I mean, it can be a, a person, a place, a thing, a perspective, some history, a prediction for the future. What do you want to talk about? Let's see what Jolene's got in her bag. She's got David. And keep me appraised of where we're at in the background, if you will, Jolene. You always do a great job of that. Okay, uh, we got David. He said, here's a gem (laughs) from the satirical article you referenced this a.m. this morning. For those of us at the high end of the social ladder, ending hunger globally would be a disaster. If there were no hunger in the world, who would plow the fields, harvest our vegetables? Who would work in the rendering plants? We would have to produce our own food and clean our own toilets. Is this satire? Uh, I guess you could read it that way if you wanted. But when we talk about these people, these people in the World Economic Forum, these people, folks, high elected officials, these people in bureaucratic offices, they are special, folks. They think they are royalty, if you will. They really believe they're above it all. And it's funny that they think that only a hungry 
man or woman will work for them. I don't need to be starving or right suffering from malnutrition to want to work. Right? I, I want to work. I want a job. I want I want to earn my keep. Right? I don't have to be starving. I don't have to be starving, but that's that's their attitude. That's that's the temerity these people come at us with. That's what they come at us with is, well, you know, we need to make them starve, right? But we don't want to starve them all the way out because, you know, we need some of them around. It's unbelievable, folks. Yeah, starvation. They really want some of that. They really do, folks. They really want that. They don't want to go over the tipping point. They just want to push us to the edge and see how we react. Right? See how we respond. Unbelievable. Just, just unbelievable where these people, where do they come from? Get your questions in now. We're going to do this. We're going to do machine gunning back and forth. We've got, well, the rest of this hour from 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right? 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. Pacific Time. We're going to talk about everything from this week. You can talk about last week, this week, all the way up through. And we're continuing to see this. Remember I talked about some, well, some dead doctors earlier in the earlier videos? Well, guess what? There are more. Mm -hmm. Yep. There is now a 27-year-old doctor. And she died while swimming. Now, this isn't just your regular doctor. 27-year-old. 27, folks. Not only is she a swimmer, she's a triathlete. What's a triathlete? That's not like a biathlete. <laughs> a triathlete. Swim, run, bike. In other words, to be a triathlete, you have to be in incredible shape. Incredible shape. She is the fifth doctor to die within two weeks now. And what have they done? Oh, yeah, that's right. They just said more mandatory Jim Jones juice. Hmm, there's a head scratcher for you, right? I wonder what's causing this. Once again, not old, not out of shape, 27-year-old, very young, in terrific shape, a triathlete just collapses dead. Coincidence? I don't think so. I don't think so, folks. I really don't. Expect more. Expect more. Now, the fight is on. I mean, the fight is really on. Get your questions in now because how? Here's one right here coming up, and then we're going to have room for you in the slot. What do we got, Jolene? We got Sally Sue checking in. John, do you think we really see food shortages serious enough to cause starvation here in the United States? Or are we just going to be facing higher prices? That, I think, is a very fair question. A very fair question. The reason it's fair is because, well, it's legitimate. <clears throat> we know that up north in Canada, one second, I inhaled a bug. We know that up north in Canada, they're cutting the fertilizer. 
they're cutting the nitrogen that's going to be allowed in the farming. There's going to be less food available. Now, uh, apparently uh, here in the United States, it was either in uh, South Dakota or perhaps it was uh, Wyoming. They said they had a, a fantastic wheat harvest. That's good news for us. You know, this country, the United States of America, can grow enough food for itself. But we have also taken on uh, growing food for the rest of the world. We really have. Okay. Thank you, Jolene. I don't think that here in the United States, we're going to see starvation. Other areas of the world will see shortages, starvation, and inflation so high that people can't afford to buy enough food to be properly nourished. And by nourishment, I don't mean just calories. I mean the quality of food, right? Food is supposed to have vitamins and minerals in it, not just be starches, sugars. I think here in America, because we're a first world nation, because we're a food producing nation, I don't think we're going to see starvation. I think we're going to see people uh, going hungry. I think we're going to see people getting skinnier or shall I say less fat. I think we're going to see a lot of that. I think people won't be able to afford as much food. And I don't think people will be able to afford as much nutritious food. So what do I mean by nutritious food in the United States of America? Well, you'll be a, a lot of people. I don't know if it'll be you, but some people will be eating hamburger helper without any hamburger in it. Right. Meat, protein. They're going to try and take that from us. They're continuing to push and say, Bugs for you. You get to eat bugs. Do bugs have all of the nutrients in them? I mean, even if they did, I would still object. But, right, red meat, beef is so good for us as human beings. Right? It has iron. It has essential minerals in it. It's incredible how nutritious meat is. Yet, yet, they want to pretend like we can live on bugs. I just don't see it happening, folks. We're going to face higher prices, that's for certain. We're going to see shortages, though, Sally Sue, and I think this is important also. Shortages. So the supermarket won't be empty. You can always go in and buy something unless we have some very, very, very bad things happen, which is possible, which is why you need to have several months of food set aside for those times when food becomes very, very scarce. Now, You'll go into the store and they'll just be limited amounts of food. You won't have 10 different brands to choose from. I expect to see a lot of that. A lot of that. Food rationing, I expect to see that as well. Okay, uh, thank you very much. Great topic. And I want to switch to this one. In New York, a judge is now tossed out the state's quarantine camp law declaring it unenforceable. I really think it's more like unconstitutional, right? What is this quarantine camp like? Well, if the state says that you're a risk, a threat, that they have the right to take you and put you in a camp until they say, well, you're no longer a threat. 
and I'm doing the head scratching thing again. I'm like, how does that work? Right? You could be a political opponent and you go to quarantine camp and now you're a political prisoner. They could say, you keep getting exposed to people who have been exposed. And so you continue to be a threat to the state. This is folks, the fact that they have this quarantine camp law or quarantine camp executive order or emergency power, it is always right on the brink, teetering on this level of whether or not it's gonna be a totalitarian, illegitimate dictator enforcing the rules. I'm glad that this judge has tossed it out. <clears throat> There's a lot of power and authority that the state says they have all the right in the world to exercise and it needs to be thrown out. It really does. Folks, it needs to be tossed out. We need to be ever vigilant, ever prepared. And it's, it's just that important. It really is. I've got a, got a quick emergency. Hang on. We're going to a commercial. Don't go anywhere. concerns or questions so let's set up a time to chat huh thank you for that welcome back uh son luke gave me a little jingle okay uh we're back we're back we're back we're back what do we want to talk about you guys are up next we got will wild river preppers hey and, and speaking of preppers i want to say thank you to Alaska Prepper and say thank you to Prepper Nation for continuing to stop on by, have their people come over to our channel, and we need to check out other prepping channels as well. And one of the best places, or probably the best place to find all the other prepping channels is the rsyndicate.com. All right, so Wild River Prepper says, question any truth uh, to this ATF crap if you buy two or more freedom spreaders. Well, there's some truth to it. Here is what I see, the truth or, or as reported, let's go with that. The alcohol, tobacco, and firearms bureaucracy, the federal bureaucracy, ATF, has shown up at people's homes and said, hey, if you are buying several weapons, we want to make sure you're not a straw purchaser. So what is a straw purchaser? Well, let's just say I've got a clean criminal record, clean history. I don't have any crime. I can go buy as many firearms as I want. 
aka freedom seed spreaders. And uh, then I can turn around and off the books, depending on what state I'm in, I can just sell them to whoever I want for cash. There's no law against that in many places. So the ATF is concerned that people who are buying two or more guns might be a straw purchaser who is just buying a weapon, taking a profit, and then giving it to someone else, right? They're like, okay, that gun's a thousand bucks. You give me 1500, I'll go get it for you. Now that's interesting, folks. What right does the ATF have? Well, apparently none. They can come and knock on your door and you don't have to answer. They can ask you questions and you don't have to answer. They don't have a search warrant to search your house. You don't have to tell them anything. You have the right to remain silent, right? But this appears, and this is where we're going with this, it appears to be the federal government, the alcohol and tobacco and firearms people, wanting to get involved in our lives just a little more, kind of like the census takers. They want to show up at your door and ask you all kinds of questions. Do you really have to answer them? I don't think so. I don't think you have to answer the door. I don't think you have to tell them the truth. But that's just how I feel about census. Right? And again, I don't offer legal advice. I'm just here talking to you, sharing my opinion. But the ATF, they apparently many people have reported this, that this is happening now. What do I make of it? I call it intrusive government using the badge, the appearance, right? The color of authority, the color of, shall we say, uh, legitimacy. They appear to be, that's what the color means. They appear to be legitimate because they're wearing a police uniform and may have a badge and may have a gun. And you might think, oh my God, they have every right to be here and to question me and I have to answer. In my opinion, no. But they can knock, they can ask questions, and you can voluntarily give them information. I think it's none of their fucking business. If it's not illegal to sell weapons once you buy them, then it's not illegal to sell weapons once you buy them. Um, interesting, folks. Interesting times we live in, right? Unbelievable. Now, you want some more interesting times? My favorite jackasses, the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab strikes again. He is the real Dr. Evil, folks. He is urging the elimination of private vehicle ownership. That's right. He wants the public to give up their vehicles. He wants governments to take our vehicles. Why? Because they're just not productive. They sit around for vast amounts of the day. All night long while you sleep, your vehicle is just sitting there. It's not productive. When you go to work, it's just parked in the parking lot. Not productive. That's his argument, folks. It's not productive. Now, if, if you could just borrow and use vehicles and pay for the time you use them, right? He's really helping us out. If a system like that worked, guess what? <clears throat> if a system like that worked, we would have it in place already, right? So why would I give up my vehicle? How does that help me or anyone else? Well, it gives the government more control over me because now I've got to ask the government, can I please have a vehicle? I need to go from here to there. Mm -hmm. Now, the system has been tried on a much smaller scale. 
right? Uh, bicycles, scooters. Yep, they have these, they have them, folks, on a much smaller scale, and they fail. I've been to cities now where they have these scooters and you try and pay for them. doesn't work. You want to use Uber or a taxi? You pay a lot of money. Try renting a car for a day, folks. You'll rent a car for as much as you, uh, let's just say, can get a hotel room for at a Motel 6. You know, $50 a day times 30 days is $1,500 a month. $1,500, and that's just for a $50 a day cheap-ass car. And that's by a company that is competing with other companies. You know, Avis, Hertz, Rent-A-Car, all this shit, right? And the price is still 50 bucks a day. They're still making over 1000 bucks a month on a car for a piece of shit car that you know they're only paying $250, $300 a month for. Right? How is that more convenient? How is that less expensive? How does that help us? Don't worry, folks. It's not about you. We realize that. It's not about me. It's about them, the power brokers. They want to take away our ability to travel, to do what we want. Right? If we're all borrowing other cars and driving here and driving there and you drop the car off and someone grabs it and takes off the other way, still burning all that fuel. In fact, I'm going to go and say this. We'll burn more fuel because the people that borrow the car, guess what? They don't give a shit about the tires, the brakes, how much fuel they burn. Right? They're going to abuse that car. They're pissed off. That's why it doesn't work. Yeah, try and get one of these, uh, uh, borrow a bike, borrow a scooter things, if you can even get one to work. They're pieces of shit, right? Because people just beat the hell out of them. They're like, I don't own this pile of crap. Anyways, yeah, the World Economic Forum, you thought we were done with them? No, actually, you didn't think we were done with them. We're not done with them. They're still here, folks, the World Economic Forum. They want you to eat bugs. They want you to own nothing, and you'll be happy. Yeah, yeah, they want to take your car. I bet within the next, hmm, the next three months to six months, we're going to hear from them about high-density living quarters. We're going to use all this commercial space out there that isn't being used anymore by businesses that have been closed. We're going to create high-density living barracks, quarters, living environment for single people in urban areas. Right. Let's put a bunch of people in a room, normal bedroom, just one person. One of their ideas of a bedroom is going to have six people living in it. How much you want to bet? Well, anyways, enough of my prognostications. What do you want to talk about? Well, it's Christine Bihana. She says, has anyone heard of the crown princes are planning Noam? Noam is a 160-mile-long, 650-foot-wide, and 128-story tall. It will house 9 million people. I've got the video if anyone's interested. Uh, Christine, please put the video link up. I think it's a two- or a three-minute video. Now, what this is, is it's a, literally, folks, a long building to the dimensions she's described. No longer do they want cities, folks, in the, in the, this is, this is being planned for Saudi Arabia or United Arab Emirates, but it's literally a long building and both sides of it are going to have glass, 
mirror reflective glass, and it's going to be all self-contained. This is their idea. They're going to put 9 million people in it, essentially New York City. It's not going to be a big round city with varying degrees of height and building and roads. It's going to be like an enormous, massive shopping mall. Straight, a straight wall, folks. Imagine, well, imagine the wall at the border, the border wall. Only it's literally a giant building on its side, 650 feet wide, 128 stories tall. And it'll contain everything. The top floors will have uh, trees and agriculture, right? Well, this is city planning of the future, folks. I don't know why it needs to be 160 miles long. I actually think of that as being, hmm, I think that that is probably inefficient because the person on this end may want to see the person on that end, and they got to go 160 miles. At 55 miles an hour, that's almost three hours. Wouldn't it make more sense if it was kind of a spiral? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I did watch the video. It's impressive in a way, and it's scary in another way. It sounds not so much like a self-contained highly efficient living system sounds a lot more like a prison to me a prison yeah well you know in the middle east and many countries you don't have rights you don't have freedom you don't have liberty but it kind of ties in with good old klaus schwab kind of ties in with him and is you don't need a car because well the gnome or this long skinny city it has public transportation. You don't need your own stuff. They'll supply it all for you. Don't you worry. Now, while we're here in the middle of this, I want to say that I hope that everyone uh, uh, knows about the just incredible flooding in Kentucky. And, and uh, many people have died in this, this massive flooding uh, scenario that's happened. And uh, thoughts, prayers, kind thoughts, folks, for those who have been affected. I hope they get through this very quickly. Um, it is uh, just a great tragedy, and we're seeing a lot of that in our world today. <sighs> now, a gentleman by the name of Larry McDonald, an economist, he has warned that the Federal Reserve, uh, under the leadership of Chief Goon Jerome Powell, that they're pumping a false narrative about the economy, about interest rates, about the money, about everything they're doing. And he has this to say, quote, if the Fed marches on, they're creating another layman situation. So I'll translate that. If the Federal Reserve continues to raise its rates, they're going to create another 2008 housing disaster. That's what he said. The layman uh, situation. Layman Brothers, the bank, went under, folks. We had a huge housing market crash. Economic crash. It was they called it the Great Recession. The Great Recession. Well, they've got all kinds of tools now, though, don't they? Right? Their tools are well, we've done it and we'll keep doing it. They're raising the rates as fast as they can. And I'll tell you what, I didn't think they could raise them this high. I never did. I didn't think they'd get this high. I didn't think 
that the Fed or the President of the United States would look the camera, look you directly in the eye and just lie right to you and say, inflation's not bad. In fact, inflation's good for the economy. Inflation's good for you. They look directly in the camera and they say, the interest rates are fine. They look right in the camera and say, this is not a recession. Isn't that amazing? And so they're going to continue with this program. But Larry McDonald and many others are warning that, well, the consequences are dire. Now, here's what I will tell you guys. If the Federal Reserve continues to raise rates, we're risking massive destruction of the economy. If the Federal Reserve continues to print money, we are risking massive, massive inflation beyond what we're already experiencing. If they raise rates, we got a problem. If they lower rates, we've got a problem. If they don't do anything, guess what? We've got major problems. I can't remember who it was, but someone asked me, John, what would you do if you were in the Federal Reserve Chairman's seat? I'll tell you what I would do. I would collect my first paycheck and run for the hills. <laughs> I have no idea what the guy gets paid. I imagine it's a hefty paycheck, though. Uh, I think now Jerome Powell is probably a megalomaniac. He loves to run to the camera, folks. He loves running to the camera. He loves all of the media attention. He loves the fact that he can say a word and absolutely destroy people's lives and investments and retirements. And at the same time, help other people's investments and retirements. He loves having that kind of power. He loves going and see what people are going to do. These people are sick megalomaniacs, folks. But regardless, we're getting SHTF and it's going to get worse no matter what he does. It's just a matter of what is he going to do? And then after he does it, then we have to react. You and I, as free human beings, we get to be the ones dancing the dance of a thousand chickens, right? Trying to get out of one pot of hot water and then try and find another pot that isn't quite as hot. Yeah, they're pumping false narratives, folks, whether it's the Federal Reserve or the president of the United States. Tough stuff, folks. We're in for big trouble. That's why I say you need food, water, shelter, clothing, medicine, means of self-defense. You need to have that plan. You need to understand the world that you're in. The 10-mile radius around the point where you're at, your home. You need to know who is there, what resources are available, allies, enemies, terrain, geography, Right? Are you on a path from one place to another with, that people want to walk? Are you out of the way enough? You know, that's where the um, prepper coach can help if you want to talk about that. And uh, nice that I had that little commercial <laughs> uh, and it's, it wasn't the first time I've aired it. But yeah, nice that I had that. Thank you, Mr. T, for all the work you've done. Now, oh, it gets better, folks. It gets better. Now it's time for my topic. In the great state of Texas, the governor, that's Mr. Abbott, has vowed, promised to send more illegal immigrants to Washington, D.C. Oh, and yeah, Mayor Bowser of D.C. calls the National Guard. They're calling it a dire influx, and they're at the tipping point, right? 
It's incredible to me, folks. I'm glad that Governor Abbott is going to send more because the border states, folks, have processed, what, four, five million illegal immigrants since Biden took office? They come across the border into California, Arizona, New Mexico, and Texas. They just pour into those states. They're just dumped all over the people in the Southwest. And the D.C. mayor gets 4,000 of them. 4,000, let's just say, out of 4 million. That is one one-thousandth, right? There's a thousand more amounts that were sent to New York City or D.C. And these people are crying because it's hurting their precious cities. Uh, I don't think that they should worry about it. I mean, didn't Muriel Bowser, the Washington, D.C. mayor, didn't she say she's got a sanctuary city? Wasn't it California, a sanctuary state, and they had sanctuary cities there like San Francisco? Remember when this hit, folks, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago? They started saying, well, we're going to give clean needles to the drug users because that'll prevent them from getting well, AIDS or diseases. Remember that nonsense? Now there's needles all over the street. And there's more drug users than ever. More than ever. Wow, I wonder why they went there. Right? Well, yeah, sanctuary city for, let's see, drugs, human trafficking, all manner of crime. Yeah, yep. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. I, I much prefer states like Texas, except for those fucking socialist blue Democrat cities within it. States like Florida, where they are no nonsense. There will be no crimes that go unpunished. In fact, I've really been impressed with Governor DeSantis over there in Florida, who has just been all over it all week long. Uh, I'm going to encourage all of you to um, get a Twitter account. I hate social media, folks. I hate Twitter. I hate Facebook. I hate YouTube. I hate all of it. But this is our means of communicating. You, me, us, them, everyone. And we can have a massive influence. I'm going to use their weapons against them. This right here, social media, is a huge tool. It's a tool to educate or a tool to indoctrinate. It's a tool to teach or a tool to fool. They claim that we're misinformation. Well, I claim that I'm satire and you know the truth when you hear it. I'm going to use their tool against them. That whole Patreon thing pissed me off. YouTube has pissed me off for years. Facebook, I can't stand. But I want to use their tools against them. I went and listened to and looked at Democrat morons out there. And folks, they're morons. We're looking at information, you and I. And we're studying it. And I thought, what are these Democrats even looking at? What are they thinking about? Right? What's important to them? And it's incredible what's important to them. The most nonsensical garbage. And they're like, yeah, we're going to win big. Yeah, coming up in this election cycle. Uh, it's incredible. Now, we understand. We understand their means and methodology to you know, win the election, but they, they just have no idea. 
So the more information we put out there, okay, Jolene, gotcha. The more information you and I put out there, guess what? The more they will have to deal with us, the greater the odds are they'll see the things that we tweet, that we share on Facebook. And yeah, it offends the hell out of them. So that's why we are very careful not to violate terms of service, et cetera. But these people actually think, folks, that the Jim Jones juice is working. They actually think that Biden policies are good, even though uh, most Democrats are feeling quite a pinch now. Unbelievable. They're, they're stalwart slash rock solid, believe anything idiot Democrats. They're out there, folks. And it's like when you read what they have to say, they're on another planet. And I think that if there's more of us putting our story out there and the facts as we see them, it'll help convince those who are like, what's going on? What's going on? And they start looking. If we're silent, all they're going to hear is the political left idiots out there. So we need to be very active. You know, right? Right. Prep to action. Not only are we active politically, but we should be active this way socially. And I love the fact that parents right, are going to school board meetings. I love the fact that people, real people, working people are protesting all this farming shit in Europe and around the world. Sri Lanka, oh yeah, yeah. Sri Lanka where they, you know, chased the president out of the country, raided the palace, burnt politicians' homes. They tried this whole no nitrogen, no fertilizer crap and it destroyed their country. It destroyed it. Now they're going to dry it some more. Unbelievable. Let's do this. Let's get to some of your questions. We got a couple more. We got Jason Walker. And he says he spent six years in the Navy special boat units, another three in Army special forces, many medical operations later. I'm still ahead of these so-called elites physically. I just want to reach over <laughs> and snatch the life out of them. By the way, it's hot where I work. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Jason, Semper Fi, man, I'm glad you are doing well. As we get older, some of us who have uh, had a little harder physical life, right? You start feeling the knocks and the bangs. Keep yourself in good shape. It doesn't matter how old you are, you can make a difference, right? Educating people, training people, taking action. Oh, I tell you, man, I would love to. I would love to be able to. And uh, as Lee Ermey once said, you know, I can teach someone, but if I can put my hands on them, I can teach them a whole lot quicker. All righty. What do we got there? I think I saw something from Ooman. He said he went to a rural king this a.m. Rural king is a store, folks. Everything stocked to the gills, including skid loads of canning supplies, jars, lids in every size. Prices on everything were relatively low compared to other stores. That's terrific. I think what Uman is saying is we don't have any shortages yet. Thank you, Uman. Now, what's interesting is uh, I've been to some places where I thought I would find emptier shelves, and I saw pallets of bulk foods, pallets of processed canned foods. It's nice to see, folks. We aren't having the shortages yet. Now, either way you look at it, though, and I'm glad that he also saw that prices were down 
And when these stores buy, folks, they can get some great deals. But here's the deal that I see. We know that they're trying to affect things. We know that they're trying to tell us to eat bugs. And we know, above all else, that prices have gone way up. So my thing is, if you buy next year's food today, you're buying next year's food at today's prices versus next year's price. And at the very least, we know it's going to be, I don't know, 10%, 20%, 30% higher. Right? We can't predict exactly what the inflation is going to be on food, but we just know that it's going to be higher. A lot of people are happy to get 6 7 8% return on their 401k. Uh, in fact, most people right now would like to just break even. They've had their asses kicked, folks, kicked. One, give me one more second, Jolene. We've had our asses kicked, right, in the world of investing. A lot of people have lost 30 40 50%. Imagine if you made 10%, how much happier it would be. Well, with food, you get to be that 10 or 20 maybe 30% happier by being well-stocked, right? Vegetables, starches, which means noodles, rice, wheat, corn, beans, Right, canned meats, you can get chicken, beef, you get turkey, tuna, spam. Gotta love the spam. And I want to thank those of you who have uh, sent in cash app donations and PayPal donations. That helps us keep a good supply of spam and tuna on hand. Uh, I'm trying to get more and more used to living, folks, off of my preps as I rotate the old stuff to the table and put the new stuff in the back. Be sure and do that. Make that part of your plan. Okay. Jolene, back to the questions. We've got on this Friday free-for-all, Eli in the Wolverine State. He says, when the forest and game are gone, people must farm. When the soil gives out, they will look to bugs. Okay. I had someone, I, and uh, every now and then I'll check on YouTube to see the comments. And I saw uh, some some uh, person in the Pacific Northwest said, what do you mean there's no real food production up here? We got lots of uh, fish and, and game to hunt. And I was like, I just, I don't have time to answer a lot of individual questions on YouTube. Uh, but the, the, the 10 years ago, folks, if not longer, some people sat down and used state numbers how many deer are alive how many elk how many moose how many wild hog how many fish are in the rivers how many fish are in the lakes and they know uh to a fairly accurate degree how much is out there and then you look at how many people those animals could feed and for how long if they were hunted and the fact of the matter is is if people all just covered the wilderness, they would hunt out all the game in less than a month. I'm sure there'd be a wily deer, elk and moose here and there, right? That gets away and that, that, that hopefully they would, they would survive, right? They would survive. But I'll tell you what, you know, there's not enough to support us, not enough fish, etc. cetera. Uh, you're correct, Eli, and that people must farm and with the population size we have, we have to farm on an industrial scale. 
an industrial scale. Thank you, Jolene. We have to farm on an industrial scale, both vegetation and livestock. Now, the soil giving out is something interesting that you bring up. When the soil gives out, they will look to bugs. Um, this is a, an interesting point you make. If you look at nutrients, nutrient, soil nutrients, they put in NPK, nitrogen, potassium, and uh, <clears throat> nitrogen, potassium. Good golly, I forgot the, the last one. Uh, but NPK um, is the fertilizer because it creates a good, strong yield, a big yield, right? You get more produce yield per acre. They don't put in a whole lot of other nutrients, but what they do is they turn the soil, they dig the soil down and turn it as well as they can. But yeah, nutrients is important. You know, the soil giving out is uh, rather scary. But you say this, you say when the soil gives out, they will look to bugs, right? Um, how nutritious are bugs? Thank you, cracked eggs. <laughs> um, bugs, how nutritious are bugs? This is going to be continue to be a great question. Well, bugs are a great source of protein. Okay. Bugs are a great source of carbohydrates. Okay. Are bugs nutritious? Do they have? vitamins? Do they have minerals? And folks, I don't want to find out the hard way. I don't want to eat bugs, right? I've managed to live very healthy, a very robust life as a very large Scandinavian person eating meat and vegetables. I don't want to eat bugs. <laughs> Penelope Binkley checks in. Hey, it's P. One of Johnny's angels, she says, they ate the zoo animals in Venezuela. Yeah, that's right, folks. Years ago, Venezuela entered their inflation, hyperinflation, had food problems because of, well, sanctions. That's right, trade restrictions. That's right, punishment. The people really, folks, really got punished in Venezuela. They ate livestock or captured livestock that wasn't theirs. They went to the zoos and ate animals. And I was like, uh, I think we should capture all the iguanas in Miami. <laughs> Look up iguanas in Miami, folks, on YouTube. You'll, it's, it's entertaining. Chris, Crispy Bacon told me about it one day. He's like, holy shit, they got like an iguana invasion. Things are everywhere. Uh, yeah, iguana meat. It's, it's what's for dinner. Uh, anything is better than bugs. But yeah, Venezuelans, folks, they learned what it's like to live meal to meal. I don't want to see that happen, especially for patriotic Americans. They're going to have a lot more on their plate to deal with. And I'm not talking about food, but rather their workload, a lot more to deal with than just what's for dinner. It's going to be what's coming down the street. All right, let's see. What else have we got before we wrap up this free for all Friday? We got David. He says, good news. I sure hope so, Dave. Let's continue. A group of 500 healthcare workers just received a $10 million settlement against North Shore University because they were discriminated against for not taking the Jim Jones juice. This is in Chicago. That is great news. Great news. Um, 
500 healthcare workers, $10 million settlement. Folks, we'll see 500 or 5 million of that go to the lawyers. So $5 million divided by 500 people, they're all going to get $10,000. Terrific. Doesn't sound like that much all of a sudden, does it? Because they were fired and they've lost how many months of work? Maybe a year, maybe more. Yeah. I think that a $10 million settlement isn't shit. I'm not making fun of you, man, for bringing this up. It's important, though, that the hospital lost. To me, that's the great news. That's the great news there. That these people are being stuffed and told, shove it. I love that. We need to all stand up. We need to all fight back, folks. We need to let them know you don't own us. You can't tell us what to do. And no, we will not eat worms. The farmers need to be allowed to farm. Folks in Europe, the Dutch farmers, they're not playing games. They went from putting shit, manure, all over the place to lighting uh, bales and other equipment on fire on the highway. Now they're lighting old tires on fire. That stinks and puts out some nasty black smoke, but it, they're shutting down the highways. I would not want to live in the Netherlands right now. Folks, they're having a lot of trouble. The government thinks that they're just going to go away. What are the farmers going to go away to? They don't have a farm anymore. They can't plant anything anymore. They can't do their jobs. They're fighting for their lives. And never forget, never forget these farmers said, we don't want this, right? But if we have to, civil war. If we have to, civil war. That's what we can expect, folks, because that's what these these bastards want. They want to push us all the way to the place where civil war. And I say, folks, that it's time for us to force out rhino leadership. Hey, folks, the Republican Party has threatened President Trump. Did you, you hear about this? If he announces that he's going to run for 2024, if he makes an official announcement, the Republican Party will stop paying legal fees. Now, sounds kind of interesting, doesn't it? I mean, are they obligated to pay legal fees? Why are they paying legal fees and for what? But that's they, they don't have much, folks. The, the old school loser rhino Republicans that are in charge of the party at the national level, they're in trouble. They see that you and I, me and you, America, Joe America, right? We want our country back. Joe and Jane America are taking back the Republican Party, and they don't like it. They don't like that Trump is out there, and he gets huge crowds, lots of support. And America first is the policy we have in mind, and make America great again is what we want. They don't seem to like that, do they? Why would they be against a political candidate that is immensely popular? And even though he's not president, he has huge coattails that anyone he endorses wins. His endorsement rate is like 98%. Massive. They're afraid of him, folks, just like the Democrats are afraid. The media is afraid. Woke America is afraid. The bureaucrats are afraid. Hey, it's Michael Brown. Thank you again, man. He says, don't the Army Special Forces training teach you what bugs to eat? <laughs> I was not in the Army, man. I was a Marine. But... um, 
we never got into bug training or bug eating. I believe, though, that um, probably Green Berets and other, shall we say, covert operators probably are taught which bugs to eat in the event you're trapped, right? Um, kind of like the, uh, shall we say, pilots that got shot down in, in Vietnam. Their job, if they were shot down, was to evade being captured, which meant obviously uh, imprisonment and torture, if not death. Evade capture, and you would have to make your way back to friendly grounds and try and get rescued. Um, so, yeah, pilots had to get into that kind of survival training. But good golly. I mean, um, if you look at eating bugs, which I have, right, uh, ants. To find an ant's nest, you have to you have to look for them. The, the bugs just don't you know line up for you. Uh, grasshoppers, crickets, locusts. I mean, you can catch them, but to make a meal out of them, man, you got to catch a lot. And if you're in a, in a group, uh, it becomes even harder, right? Because you're all. <laughs> it's not a pretty thing. But yeah, eating bugs to survive is different than saying I accept and I'm going to eat bugs for the rest of my life. Right. It's so much easier to put cattle in a pasture full of grass and say, turn into beef. But, yeah, I, I do think, Michael, that it was special forces. Those guys are some rough, rough people. The ones that are out there. I'm talking about uh, Green Berets and Force Recon and Navy SEALs. Those are some tough dudes. Uh, but they would rather, I think, uh, have them focus, if you will, on their military mission and only have to resort to eating bugs as a, well, as a survival tactic and uh, nasty, nasty stuff. Anyways, I, I love you all. Thank you for being here. Uh, Sunday night live. We'll be back 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, Sunday night live. Where It's going to be the zoo. It's going to be Subscribestar. It's going to be the preparedmind.club. It's going to be YouTube. It's going to be all of us together, and I want to thank you again for all of your awesome support through PayPal, through Cash App, and through the Super Chats system, as well as your subscriptions at Subscribestar and The Prepared Mind. A lot of people have really raised their level, uh, not just 2 bucks a month, but doing $10, $20, $50 a month. We've got a few of you out there, and I want to thank you guys for doing that. Every dollar counts. I want us prepared, folks. I want you and I to be, well, truth warriors. Speaking the truth. Share your truth, folks. You have a First Amendment right. right? You see what's going on. Speak your truth. Live your truth. Because chance favors the prepared mind. You know what's going to happen when shit goes all sideways. You know what's going to happen. And you know that you'll be better off for being a prepper. So God bless America, Semper Fi.